and welcome to Tridents and Tracers, the Jedi Dropout spinoff, uh, all about new comic books every week. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Taylor, and let me just touch on that last part. Every week, I said, uh, sorry guys, I didn't get an episode out last week, as you very well know by now. Uh, we had a bit of a, a busy week. We ran into one thing after another. So there was no Jedi Dropouts episode, no Trends and Tracers. I didn't even have a new reviews ready to go. Uh, so it was a it was a quiet week. Um, but we're gonna get. Oh, well, we've already got our Jedi Dropouts episode of this week up. Uh, this will be up very shortly, and should be a new reviews that I've had prepared uh, up this Saturday. So lots coming, uh, and I'm gonna try and keep this going uh, so this week uh, I've been like many of you uh, fucking obsessed with Stranger Things and you're gonna hear a lot more about that because the next Jedi Dropouts episode is gonna feature our Stranger Things review I've been obsessed honestly 10 minutes ago I was eating Eggos with Halloween candy <laughs> sprinkled on top um, not that I recommend that for anyone who wants to uh, live a long, healthy life. Um, so I thought I could maybe try my best to tie this uh, this week's comics episode into that Stranger Things obsession. Uh, so the lineup this week very, very '80s themed. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy number. 146, The Jetsons, issue number one, and Paper Girls, 17. So, uh, let's waste no more time. I've wasted enough time by missing the episode last week. Uh, let's get right into these fucking comics. First up, from Marvel Comics, Guardians of the Galaxy, 146. And this is my first Marvel Comics since launching this uh, spinoff. Uh, this is uh, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Marcus Toe, to to I'm not sure, T-O, uh, I've never heard that last name. Uh, this is technically the 13th issue that these two have done together with Guardians of the Galaxy, but uh, Marvel's got this new initiative called uh, Marvel Legacy, where they're not uh, rebooting the... Uh, comics that are currently being produced, but they're renumbering them. So it went Guardians of the Galaxy number 12 straight to 146. So it goes back to its original numbering based on previous uh, comics, which is pretty fucking cool. Because that's how you get to, uh, you know, uh, Superman number nine seven I don't know I don't I don't know you know uh, I don't know any any classic big numbered comics um, but that's how you get to those big numbered issues uh, which is something I really like and it's the reason that uh, I uh, when numbering the Jedi dropouts episodes that's why I have the them zero like like the newest issue was zero two one. It's because it reminds me of that that old comic book numbering, and that was that was done on purpose. Uh, 
So, I have not read the first 12 issues. I jumped straight into this. I haven't read anything else Jerry Duggan and Marcus Two have done with Guardians of the Galaxy. But I saw that um, with Marvel Legacy, they're starting a new arc. And maybe this will be a good time to jump in. But this was so much fucking fun. I'm going back and I'm reading those first 12. This was a fucking good time. Uh, definitely the same sort of feel as the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And, of course, sticking to the, uh, the classic Guardians comics, which I'm a big fan of. Um, also, fucking Ant-Man is in this lineup. Scott Lang. Uh, so, this issue starts the new arc, Infinity Quest Part 1. Uh, and the story is basically that the Guardians are trying to find the Infinity Stones for whatever reason maybe that's revealed in the first 12 issues I don't know uh, and they're trying to get information on the location of the Infinity Stones so in this issue they join the Nova Corps and like just off the top read this issue just to see or even just check out the art, the, art, the cover just to see the Guardians in their full Nova costumes. It's so fucking fun seeing like a uh, little baby Groot in a, in a Nova costume and oh, it's, it's cool. Uh, of course, uh, just to uh, just to get the story rolling, they have to split up, of course. Um, so, Drax and Groot are sent to investigate trouble on a forest planet, but we see them go, we don't get to see what happens, we don't get to see any of the forest planet yet, so I'm expecting maybe the next issue. Um, Star-Lord, Peter Quill, is sent to find info on the Infinity Stones, sent to sort of ask around, but uh, instead he finds out that Richard Ryder, the most famous of all Novas, I mean, if you if you were familiar with um, Nova as a hero instead of the Nova Corps, then Richard Ryder was always traditionally a Nova. Uh, turns out Richard Ryder is still alive. Although, I gotta be honest, I didn't know he was dead because I haven't been reading these comics. But still cool, because it cl clearly means that they're gonna bring Richard Ryder into this series, which I think will be a cool addition. Um, Rocket is. Rocket's just being Rocket. Uh, he, he's just sneaking around he's asking questions he's scouting and he, he clearly is looking to rob people which is perfect it's, it's, it's exactly what Rocket would do in this situation but the main story of the issue Gamora and Ant-Man Scott Lang uh, go check out a distress call from nearby and that story gets fucking cool very fast. Uh, at first, it seems like everyone there has been killed, but soon find out that there are a couple survivors. So of course, they got to go in and save these survivors, and then you find out what attacked them, and it was fucking Ultron. Um, the beings of—I'm not sure if it's a planet or a ship exactly. It, it was a little unclear. I think it's a ship. Um, they're all infected, so they're kind of like half Ultron, half alien race. Uh, but they're all Ultron Prime is speaking through all of them, and he's 
Uh, turns out, I guess in this uh, continuity, Hank Pym was killed by Ultron, and uh, he like Ultron is just teasing Scott Lang about Hank Pym's death, and oh, it's pretty fucked up. That uh, of course, uh, you need to end it on a cliffhanger. Uh, the fight their way through the Ultron infected I don't know what you call them uh, and uh, they find the survivors they free the survivors they head back to their ship and the ship is gone and of course the issue ends with them being surrounded by all these Ultrons man what a fucking cool comic um I don't read that much Marvel anymore. I, I mean, I, I go back and I read the big ones, right? Like, I'm huge, huge fan of uh, Days of Future Past, the fucking Civil War story. Um, Jesus Christ, what was that one? House of M was amazing. Brian Michael Bendis is fantastic. But uh, I don't read a lot of the new stuff. There, there are a few I want to try. And maybe Marvel Legacy is a good jumping off point for me. Uh, man, what a fucking good read, and way better than, like, some of the more recent Marvel that I've read. Anyway, as the Muppets would say, moving right along, uh, our next comic today is the number one, because uh, I like to put as many first issues in here as I possibly can. Uh, they're the easiest to, uh, review without, uh having to prepare too much, you know what I mean? Uh, like, I do read a lot of comics, I do, but if, say, next week, there's nothing that I'm currently reading coming out, I mean, the easiest option is obviously hop onto some number ones, there's no uh, back reading to do, and, you know, I, I do have a, a, a bit of a busy schedule, so I try and squeeze this in when I can. Uh, Anyway, this is a different number one. This isn't a, a unfamiliar story. It's the Jetsons uh, from DC Comics. So DC has been doing these uh, Hanna-Barbera reboots for a while, and I haven't got around to reading any of them yet, although I've heard great things about the Flintstone series. Not what I expected. I thought it'd be more in line with the DuckTales, the lighter sort of cartoony sort of thing. Um, I mean... I was thinking of the cartoons, right? But this was way, way more grounded and serious than I expected. And it was so fucking good. Um, this comic is by Jimmy Pomiati and Pierre Brito. My god, comic book writers and artists have the hardest names to pronounce without hearing them. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is great. Uh, okay. So the comic introduces us to George Jetson, his boy Elroy, daughter Judy, and Jane, his wife. Not mentioned in that classic uh, lineup introduction, but nonetheless just as important are the robot nanny Rosie and the always lovable Astro the dog. Uh, this, this issue has a bunch of different storylines kind of going on, intersecting, to just introduce us to this modernized Jetsons. So, of course, um, there have to be changes, and the big change they made was Rosie is apparently George's mother. Now, I, I really don't think it was that in the 
cartoons? I could be wrong, but I never got that. Uh, in this story, uh, George's mother, Rosie, chose to have her consciousness put into a robot and to basically dispose of her human body. And uh, that's a fucking big change to make. So George and Rosie have a pretty pretty big heart to heart in this issue about that. And he's asking her like, "How is how is she feeling? How like how different it is?" But um, Rosie is basically the same character as the cartoons. She's the sassy robot. Uh, they didn't change her personality at all. They just kind of changed her backstory, which is pretty cool. Um, now Jane also gets a big change because, let's be real, in the cartoons, Jane was the housewife. Uh, she wasn't. Like the, she wasn't an independent woman. She, you know, she took George's money. She went shopping. She did the chores, bullshit like that, right? Um, this one, it seems like she's apparently part of some sort of government or council. Like she's actually got a very important job by the looks of it. She has a big meeting in this comic, revealing that there's a meteor headed straight towards them, and they have very limited time to do something about it. And she also gives some backstory as to what happened to Earth. It's pretty fucking dark. Uh, meanwhile, Elroy, of course, and Lake Cogswell, um, daughter of the Cogswell from the cartoons, who, again, is um, in this. Uh, I don't remember Lake being in the cartoons. Maybe she was there. I'm not positive. But they take what appears to be a futuristic submarine down into a deep like ocean trench which of course holds the remains of earth civilization you got skyscrapers and debris just piled everywhere and it's fucking haunting uh artwork is absolutely beautiful and um they're down there elroy there's something he wants to get his father for a birthday gift it's like a an old original painting in a sealed container um and they get it, but they have a very, very close call leaving and just barely get out of there alive. Um, and of course, Judy uh, sort of has a story going on. She's uh, very similar to the comic so far. We haven't delved too deep into that. Astro appears, and he doesn't talk in this one by the looks of it, but uh, he he's happy, he's fun, he's very dog-like. I'm uh, not disappointed with how they did Astro. Um, I wasn't planning on really reading this. This is just something I picked up to review today, and shit, this was good. I might have to go back to it, and I, I think this really makes me want to check out the Flintstones, because they must be like 20 issues into that one. Um, okay, one more comic today, and it's my fucking favorite Paper Girls, yes! Today we got, uh, well not today, yesterday, we got uh, issue 17 of Paper Girls and it's a fucking doozy. Uh, all the secrets have been revealed. We finally know what the fuck's going on with all the sci-fi mumbo jumbo from the past fucking 16 issues. But before I get into that, let's back up a second. Paper Girls, if you don't know, is my fucking favorite comic. Uh, if you like Stranger Things, if you like it, if you like anything that involves a bunch of like 12 year olds ish running around 
with an 80s feel uh, and there's a mystery anything like that man fucking paper girls is right up your alley um if you don't know the backstory i'm not gonna delve too deep into it you can go listen to my new reviews of the first what uh three volumes and i did that this summer that was my the first new reviews issue that uh, episode i mean and uh, I did a Tridents and Tracers episode last month where I reviewed issue 16 of this. But, summing up quickly, 12-year-old girls from the 80s stuck in a time travel story, and it's awesome. Okay, so, Tiffany, we last left, she had gotten in a car crash in the back of a police car when they hit the foot of a giant robot. That's a hell of a fucking sentence. Uh... So, Tiffany wakes up, the car is on its side, there are giant robots fighting in the street, it's very sort of Pacific Rim, Power Rangers, if you want to go back a little further. Uh, it's revealed that there are people inside these robots controlling them, which is interesting, they didn't go too deep into that. Uh, Tiffany slips back into unconsciousness, wakes up again later to find the car on fire. And she manages to pull herself free and drag the cop out to safety. He's still unconscious. And of course, she makes her an Arnold Schwarzenegger, a first of two Arnold Schwarzenegger references in this issue. Um, the car blows up, but time freezes, and a bunch of insect like robots fix everything and, and just repair the car back to how it was. Um, um, as I probably would, Tiffany runs the fuck away from these goddamn robots. And um, she finds her old house looking for her parents, of course. Which, it, lo it looks familiar, but something's different. And she, meet she meets someone in the house who claims that she does know this Tiffany she speaks of. Because Tiffany is their wife. Dun dun dun. Uh... But on the other side of things, we left the other girls, Aaron, KJ, and Mac, at the house of the comics writer, Charlotte, who seems to know about all this time travel. Um, well, it turns out Charlotte knows a fucking ton, because Charlotte is the one to give us all the backstory here. Uh, she explains that uh, what's going on is the Battle of Ages, as it's called, between the old-timers and an unnamed group... Uh, I guess of rebels the old timers believe that changing past events is immoral uh, whereas the rebels want to go back fix their past mistakes make the future a better place and that is the main source of the conflict that's been going on between all these different fucking weird characters that they've been running into for fucking three volumes now um, Charlotte has a friend among the rebels named Jude who apparently is a friend of Heck and Naldo you might remember from the very first volume they saved Aaron's life um, then of course after making the second Arnold Schwarzenegger reference of the issue um, <laughs> telling the girls to come with her if they want to live uh, she brings the girls down to the basement where she unloads more info explaining the foldings as they've been known that have been popping up throughout uh, the story and how there are creases through the fabric of space-time that were created when time travel was first attempted. Um, Charlotte has been passing on information to the Rebels through clues in her newspaper comics. 
But, of course, shit fucking hits the fan because Charlotte then tells the girls they can't leave because they know too much because she told them all this shit and pulls a fucking gun on these 12-year-old girls. Uh, man, what a fucking <laughs> info dump, though. Uh, God damn it, what a fucking good week of comics. All of these were incredible. Um, Jesus Christ, and I've got myself into the habit of picking just one. Fuck. Uh, if I'm gonna take one, it's Paper Girls, but I'm biased as shit. Uh, Paper Girls was the most satisfying to me because... 16 issues deep and wondering what all this all, all this shit that is going on is and all of it just revealed in one issue um man yeah I gotta go with Paper Girls but I definitely recommend all of them honestly just go fucking read all of these like if there was ever a week where I thought you should read every issue every comic that I reviewed this is the one fucking go do it um and that is the uh, end of our of our uh, episode here of Tridents and Tracers. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the podcasts. The podcasts, plural. Um, Jedi Dropouts, new reviews, Tridents and Tracers, and fucking who knows? Maybe more spinoffs in the future. Uh, as always, you can listen to episodes of any of those podcasts. I recommend Jedi Dropouts more than anything because James is there. James is a funny fucking guy. Uh, but you can check out episodes of any of those at www.jedidropouts.podbean.com. You can check that out on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, uh, Stitcher, uh for any Android users, I recently switched podcast apps. Because, I mean, I do listen to a lot of podcasts myself. I uh, recently downloaded CastBox. And I do recommend that. i got to say, the uh, first app I found that carries every podcast I'm a fan of. And it's got a real, real smooth layout. Uh, no issues or glitches yet. But, of course... Uh, you can download your cast box and when you do go check out Jedi Dropouts on it uh, of course you can follow us on social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter all that shit and stay tuned for next week when uh, on Monday hopefully maybe a couple of days later we're going to do a Stranger Things review we're going to have a Thor Ragnarok review and James has seen a fucking ton of movies in St. John's. I think he saw Jigsaw. I think he saw Happy Death Day. So we're going to unload with reviews. But mostly, fitting with the, te- the, the-, the team, Jesus Christ, the theme of this episode, we're going to dig into Stranger Things. And boy, do I have a lot to say. I have spent my week fucking... Head over heels just deep into this shit. Uh, So, stay tuned for early next week, Jedi Dropouts. Later next week, another Tridents and Tracers, as always, where I go crazy about fucking comics. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and uh, later!